0: Fit and Fizzy is a podcast hosted by Megan and Brandy.
1: We are two moms who are sharing our experiences and realistic advice on healthy motherhood, enjoying humor and a cocktail along the way. Welcome back to Fit and Fizzy Podcast. Oh
0: my gosh, you guys. Episode two, I'm so excited because I don't know about you, Megan, but my DMs have been blowing up like I have loved hearing from everybody that's been listening.
1: I love seeing the tags like you're listening to it in your car and you're tagging and we are so we're just so glad that you're here and that you're back because this one, my friends, is going to make you giggle. It's going to take you back. It's going to take you way back.
0: Um, I don't know about you. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm looking out the window. It is 73 degrees here in Atlanta. It is so beautiful. Spring is here and summer is coming.
1: It's also beautiful here. And I have to tell you that all I want to do is grab a beverage and sit on our back deck.
0: Oh my gosh. It's 100% margarita weather. (laughs) Margarita weather. You know what else makes me want to do? Or it makes me think about? What? Um, crash diets. I don't know about you, but pass Brandy. As soon as the weather would turn just a little bit warm, I would want a margarita, but I would also want to crash diet.
1: Oh, because it's like keeny weather, right? It's time.
0: (laughs) It's shorty shorts and keeny weather.
1: You're like, all right, I got five weeks to get shiz done. Here we go. (laughs) Let
0: me just get like the quickest results possible. Um, with a margarita in my hand. I don't know about you, but like I had like my formative years were in the nineties. Um, and I grew up in what I call the slim fast household. So every year around this time, my mama would start slamming some slim fast because she was getting ready for summer. She was getting her summer bod ready. I feel like all of our moms at that time were doing the exact same thing.
1: What like two shakes and a sensible dinner or something. What's sensible? First of all, What's a sensible dinner? <laughs> no idea, but it's going to get you keeny ready. Because <laughs> nothing tastes as good as skinny feel. Yes. Yeah, so Slim Fast and I feel like Special K, very similar, I think, except for um, one was a shake, one was cardboard. Cardboard, cardboard. from air. Yes um what else
0: you know what let's talk about like college like so the 90s were formative and then I became an adult woman whenever I was in college and like that same toxic diet culture trickled into me um and in college is when like I got serious about diets and by diets I mean like the dumbest diets ever Megan have you ever heard of the Beyonce diet
1: No. And when I saw this on your list, I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna Google it. I'm gonna let Brandy tell me all about her experience with the Beyonce diet. First
0: first off, let's just talk about how did I even know what a Beyonce diet was? Because that was the early 2000s. Um, Megan, do not age shame me right now. But there was no TikTok, There was no Instagram. Like, how did we all know that Beyonce was apparently doing this diet? But I will tell you, it involved me shooting in a in a shooter um, cayenne pepper, lemon juice, and maybe a little bit of maple syrup to start my day. And it was supposed to, like, coat your stomach and have you feeling full. But at the same time, it was supposed to rev your metabolism. But all it made me want to do
1: was vomit. That sounds delicious.
0: Everyone was doing it, though. It was the height of, you know... Of the 2000s. That was what everyone was doing. And so, of course, I tried it. And I don't think I lasted more than like three or four days. I probably rotted my teeth out <laughs> with that much lemon juice. But I can remember shooting it in my Jimmy Buffett shooter like I would mm-hmm. slam a shot back in college. It's ridiculous. I was shooting tequila at night <laughs> and
1: Jimmy Buffett oh
0: pepper in the morning.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we in college were doing just like, a straight up like 100 calorie bar. And then if our blood sugar dropped, you know, like we started feeling bad, we would chug a diet Dr. Pepper, Diet Sunkiss, something really just awful uh, to get our energy levels back up.
0: Cause that seems like exactly what you should be doing is drinking <laughs> some aspartame to get your energy levels back up. That sounds very healthy.
1: Yes. But it was zero calories. So, Zero calories equals health.
0: Mm. We can talk more about that later because I'm going mm. to stick a pin in that and I want to talk about that later. Uh-huh. Uh, I will also admit, this is terrible that I'm about to admit this, but I can remember driving down the road and hearing a radio station do a advertisement for hydroxy cut. Did y'all oh ever do hydroxy cut? Yes. It's basically speed in a little
1: bottle. hmm that can you can remember. like buy anywhere, right? Yeah, Anyone I, could get it.
0: Yeah, I would order it online, but I think you could get it at like GNC. I'm sure there's like still some version of it, but I can remember my toxic diet culture brain thinking I could feel my heart racing. And I thought that that meant that I was burning more calories because my heart was racing, which I mean, I probably was, but I was like a walking zombie, like on Adderall, basically. Yes. Um, what else did you do? High school, college. Tell me the other funny diets that you did.
1: Grapefruit. Can Le- can- I can, I just, clo- I'm closing my eyes and I'm just picturing the other women walking around and everybody's holding half of a grapefruit because you couldn't have the whole thing. You literally could only have half at the time. And you know, I want to think I remember you sprinkled maybe sweet and low on there. Hmm. You just ate it. And I'm not sure what else you had with it i just remember everybody walking around with half of a grapefruit
0: you know that those farmers those grapefruit farmers were like living their best lives what what year was that
1: i don't remember what year that was i was probably in high school with that one
0: okay so that was a good year for the grapefruit farmer
1: Mm -hmm. such Uh, a good year
0: i can remember seeing women having this bowl of of uh, grapefruit and they would put cottage cheese in it and then sprinkle black pepper on it which cottage cheese is having the major glow up in 2023 let's be honest it is but I remember thinking how disgusting that was that she was eating grapefruit and cottage cheese and that would literally hold her over for a long time
1: grapefruit and cottage cheese yeah I remember cottage cheese back then too and yes it is making a comeback but it's completely different now
0: all right I'm gonna I'm gonna really date myself here have you ever heard of the cabbage soup aka the Sacred Heart Soup Diet. They're one and the same, but just different types of soup. Have you heard of this?
1: I can smell it now. I remember my mom doing it. <laughs> can you smell it
0: cooking or can you smell after your mom has left a room? Because let's be honest, it made you very flatulent.
1: <laughs> I can smell it cooking. And it's a big pot on the stove.
0: Big a pot. Big, it, what's so sad is that you'd make that big pot. And I'm going to run through because I just need you to hear what it was, because it wasn't just the cabbage soup that you would be eating. But like day one, you were only allowed to eat besides the cabbage soup, fruits, except for you weren't allowed to eat bananas. And day two, you were able to eat a baked potato, and then only other vegetables, but no other fruit. And then day three, I think it was fruit and vegetables. um, But again, no, no bananas. Day four was now you can eat bananas and milk and yogurt. And it went on and on and on like this really weird thing that you were able to eat the cabbage soup and then you had to switch out how you were getting your other calories. But literally there was like no protein throughout the entire day. I don't know how I kept in my brain like track of what day you were supposed to eat what.
1: You know, like I remember that now. I, I remember like a printout being on the fridge, like my mom sticking it to the fridge.
0: It's the only way you keep up the only way you can keep up. And like, you literally hated that soup by the end of the week. And so you basically weren't eating anything anymore. And that's how you lost weight.
1: Right. You just weren't eating. And then when you are finished with the cabbage soup diet, then you you eat, right?
0: Oh, you ate everything in sight because you weren't allowed to have anything the whole week. You were starving. So you were binging in the pantry the entire time. So I
1: remember before we would start like a diet like that, because you know, we did it together. So sweet mom and daughter. She would drive me through Hardee's. We would get like these like double cheeseburgers. And at the time they had cheese fries and we got cheese fries and like a diet Coke. Duh. And we would eat it and then start a stupid diet like that the next day. It was your last meal, Megan. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad those days are over for me.
0: And I guarantee. Okay. So what would you do the day after the diet? So you started it out with a double cheeseburger meal with cheese fries. And then you would do, let's say, cabbage soup diet. What did you do at the end of, of that?
1: I remember like the fear of eating. I remember being so scared to eat and chew like normal food. Counting calories was also obviously like huge back then. So we'd keep it at about a thousand to 1200 calories. I've dieted since I was 11.
0: But it was family bonding because y'all were doing it together. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) So special.
0: It's funny to me that you said that y'all would go like to a thousand calories because me, on the other hand, I'd be like, Oh, I made it a whole week and I didn't eat these things. So now I'm about to go back in and I might eat a double cheeseburger meal, but I'll be better tomorrow. But then that meal would take me to the next day and the next day and the next day. It was like a constant cycle. And by the fourth day, I felt so bad that I would be like, Oh, I guess it's time for me to do the cabbage soup diet again.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's two dif- there's two types of people, but eventually we all go to the the binge at some point because you're hangry.
0: Oh, and I was hangry. I was not a nice person. Like I would be having cabbage soup, I'd be very flatulent and I would have an attitude. Nobody wanted to be around me whenever I was doing that. Um, I will say that that was like right whenever I was doing my internship is whenever I was doing the cabbage soup diet. Um, and so I was like in my early, early 20s whenever I was doing that. And I thought to myself, well, I have to stop this because this is obviously not working. So let me move into something else. And that's really when I started like South Beach and Whole30, Mm. Whole30, like so many rounds of Whole30. Did you ever do those?
1: Yeah, I did two rounds of Whole30.
0: How did that treat you?
1: (sighs) It drove me crazy for a while, which, you know, they like talk about it like, Um, you know, now on Instagram, you can see, like, I follow their page, some really good recipes, but, um, they talk about like day four and it's like a meme of how everyone's feeling. Uh, have you like seen that? I'm looking it up now.
0: Oh, 100%. And I can remember like Jones than hardcore and telling my friend that I felt like, um, I could do hard drugs and by hard drugs, I meant like a line of bread. (laughs) Like all I wanted was bread. (laughs)
1: A line of bread.
0: <laughs> I've never done drugs a day before in my life, but I was like, I could totally just gorge myself out on bread. Yeah, and I think that that's so funny because when you're limiting yourself so much that you start craving things like bread, that should probably tell you that you need to eat a little something.
1: There's like a point, like you're detoxing pretty much because you are cutting out sugar with Whole 30. It's like this mindset it's effing with your mind it really is because it's like completely off limits and when something's completely off limit it will drive you absolutely insane
0: uh 100 percent. i feel like like i don't have a rebellious nature in me i'm pretty much like a people pleaser but i will tell you that if you tell me that i cannot eat a thing then that is going to be the one thing that my brain wants like the one thing and i'm my brain is just trained for that so if you tell me that i can't eat bread guess me guess what i'm going to want i'm going to want some bread and i'm going to i'm going to overdo it on the bread because you told me that i can't have it and i feel like that's like my whole relationship with whole 30. i did probably six rounds of whole 30 and i do think that it has a place um i think it's really good to like know um Like what your food sensitivities are, it's fantastic for that. But for long term, it just did not work, which is why I did like six or seven rounds. Because afterward, I would also eat an entire loaf of bread, and I'd be right back to the same place I was before.
1: Okay, you know why? Tell me. There's no plan to ease you back into real life. Things like that are not sustained. They don't give you. They don't tell you what to do after whole thirties up. All you know is to come back for more
0: it was a cycle over and over and over again because again I had no exit strategy there was no long-term plan and personally for me I can't live my life without bread I can't live my life without having a piece of cake and you know the rules were if you had a piece of cake on someone's birthday you had to start the 30 days all over again So that just wasn't something that was sustainable for me long-term. We definitely hold our audience and on Instagram, which if you're not following Megan and Brandy, go to the show notes, come and follow us. We'd love to continue the conversation there. But I polled my audience and asked them some of the diets that they did. And friend, you did the same thing. Tell me some of the ones that popped up for you.
1: I gotta tell you, a lot of the diets that people Said that they have done like a car payment a month. Mm -hmm. First of all, the HCG diet.
0: Tell me what that is. I saw that pop up in my DMs and you mentioned it too, but I literally don't know what it is. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: It's a shot. You get it like monthly and it suppresses your appetite. And then they give you, oh my gosh, do you what's the brand? There's like brands of dressings and seasonings, and they're so bland. And it's like you have to, you have to season all your food with these certain things. Um, and you have to use their dressings. And it was like the artificial, um, the amount of artificial sweetener in there would make you want to vomit. Like just in, just in having that dress. It was awful.
0: But how long did you do it?
1: Months, like lost like a good 15 pounds you know, fairly quickly. And then you can't afford that forever. Mm-mm. So you stop, you're feeling good. You got 15 pounds off, you know, then you go back to living life a couple months down the road, look back and your pants are tied again. You're like crap, all that money wasted. I could have bought a purse. You could have
0: bought a purse, but did you then turn around and do the ACG diet again?
1: No, I definitely. just went to something different. Okay. That, yeah. yeah. Cause you just but,
0: moved on and did the next thing. Um, I started laughing at the amount of people who did special K, which I also did special K and that was like, you replaced, I think it was two meals a day with special K.
1: A lot of low carb,
0: a lot of low carb. One that kept popping up on uh in my stories is people doing like the Nutrisystem the Octavia Mm. those types of like I don't know it's like powdered food um which isn't really food because let's face it food comes from the ground or it has a mother this was I can't call that food but they would get that male ordered food in and spend like four and five hundred dollars a month you know eating this freeze-dried food or this powdered food, all I can think in my head is, like, when you're sitting down to a table with your entire family, and you've cooked a meal for your family, and now you're going to eat this powdered food, and everyone else is sitting down, like, enjoying their meal. Like, what does that say, not only to you about the meal that's right in front of you, but, like, when your kids are looking at you eating powdered food, like, what does that say to them? Like, what kind of, like, psyche is that creating in their brains?
1: I agree. It honestly, like, that makes me really sad to even think about. I have never done one of those as far as like food coming to the house, but I had like loved ones that have done it. Friends recently that have done it. And it was like, hey, do you want to meet up for lunch? And she says, yeah, but I'll just sit with you. I can't have Panera. And I'm like, well, that's no fun. you know." I'm straight up like,
0: i think the thing that scares me the most about those prepackaged plans is like they're like 800 calories a day and you're paying like 400 dollars a month to basically have some kind of starvation that's planned for you you're eating soy powdered food you're not allowed to work out and then again it goes back to the same thing as there's no exit strategy so your metabolism has tanked and you come off of it you eat over that 800 calories then boom it all comes back and it's worse
1: Exactly. And the thing is, is what people don't realize, that is what that company, like they don't want you to feel like you know what to do without it. They want you to need that. You know, Brandy, like my heart wants to go back to when you said, what is your family, like your kids, you know, depending on their age, why is mom not eating? Like I want my boys to see me eating, Um, And enjoying treats with them, but also fueling my body well and working out and being strong. And I'm so glad that I found my way, my healthy, you know, sustainable way while my boys were babies, because they don't know about all of these dumb diets. They see a mom that works out to be strong and healthy. They see me eating whole foods the foods that God intended on us to have. And I know, you know, you feel the same way. Like talk to me about your girls. Um,
0: You and I have talked about this so many times. Like I feel the responsibility as a mom of daughters. Like, um, you know, I was raised in a slim fast household, but my mom didn't know it. Like all of our moms were of that same mindset at the time because they were literally taught that skinny equals healthy. And mm-hmm. that was passed down to us. And so in my brain, and even I hear women talking about it now, like they're on a health journey, but truly they're on a starvation journey and they equate healthy and skinny. And I am quick to kind of pass along to my girls. Like they don't even know the word skinny. They don't even know the word fat. And I know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only in kindergarten, but they, I never want them to hear me classify a woman in that way, especially me, because to me, you know, the words that I say in front of them, and the way that I talk about food, and the way that I talk about health, and the way that I talk about like, I don't want to shrink myself, I want to grow myself, I want to grow in strength and in confidence and in energy. That those words are going to be their guiding force whenever they're young women, whenever they're teenagers, whenever all yeah. of their friends are, you know, trying to do some crash diet before summer. I want them to hear a really sound voice, a voice of reason that healthy and skinny are not necessarily the same things. No. And that um, if you become healthy, becoming lean is a byproduct of that. But you can be skinny and not be healthy. I think our society gets these t- things confused. And I want to put a stop to it for my kids and for generations to come. 100%. So when I think about all those, those dumb diets, Megan, what do you feel like is the common thread in all of those dumb diets?
1: Deprivation.
0: I feel like that's the thing. It's, it's all about shrinking yourself. And like, like we said before, like when you tell me I can't have something, guess what I'm going to want to do? I'm going to want to go and do that. And deprivation leads to like a lack of self-confidence. It leads to so many negative things. Deprivation itself is a negative word.
1: We have to change our, we do have to change the narrative. Um, But I go back to like mindset. We, it's in our way of thinking, you know, food is fuel. You can, if you did every single one of those dumb diets that we talked about, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we've all completely wrecked our metabolism. Good news is we can 100% come back from it. Number one, whole food nutrition. I think I talked about this in our episode one, like fuel yourself with whole foods and you're going to repair all of those years of damage that you did. Will it be, will it work as quickly as your grapefruit diet worked or your cabbage soup diet? No, but it's change for good, change for better health, change for- Strength, fuel, energy, Brandy. Like you were saying, like deprivation is such a like negative word. These are all like powerful words and things that we we've got to be on the ups. You know,
0: totally agree. And that it's all mindset. Like all of it is. Whenever I started thinking about like limiting the amount of calories that I was eating, when I was only focused on calories, or when I was only focused on eliminating foods. It made me feel so bad. And it wasn't something that I could do long term. But when I flipped my mindset and said, how much whole foods should I be eating? There's a mm-hmm. difference there. There's a huge difference there. Or instead of like how many calories can I burn in a workout and instead started to focus on how, how big can I grow my muscles or how can I grow my metabolism? There's such a mindset shift there that it becomes like instead of um, punishing yourself, you're rewarding yourself. Yeah. I think that is the key to long-term success.
1: Yeah, it's like more, more, more. When you were saying all of that, I was thinking more, more, add, add. Like what can I add to my plate to make it balanced, to make it to where I feel satisfied for hours to come?
0: And when you really look at like all of those diets that we listed, those were short-term solutions. Mm-hmm. They weren't actually solutions because if they worked, then you wouldn't have to keep doing them over and over and over again, right? Yes, it really is about finding something that works for the long term. And when you put a negative amount of time on something, like if you do something in deprivation for a short amount of time, it's never going to work for the long term. Mm-mm. But really, flipping that, you can do whole food nutrition forever.
1: you can can change your
0: mindset forever and you're not constantly in that place of i'm a failure i'm a failure i'm a failure over and over again because it's another failed diet instead it's a winning lifestyle
1: Preach. preach preach brandy and i are extremely passionate about leading women from a place of deprivation into a place of empowerment and feeling in control
0: Be sure to check out the show notes for our individual Instagram handles where we showcase day to day how we eat, how we move, and how we live that empowered life. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when the next episodes drop and tell your besties.